Yo, what up? We are back. This is segment three of Monetary Mondays with Corporate Idiots. It's your girl and your favorite host, Trill. You already know what it is. And I got a special little something for you guys today. I told y'all I was coming back with some shit. If you wasn't paying attention, we're here the fuck it is. Uh, Today for you guys, I'm going to introduce a special guest. Her name is Alexia. Can you say hello? Hey. Okay in there all right good deal today we're actually uh we have alexia on the show to drop some gems for us around home ownership and realty okay come on somebody now yes um last episode if you haven't caught it we talked about credit basic credit um how to establish credit uh things that weigh in on your credit like i don't know how many times i said credit in that last episode but it was a lot. So <laughs> if, if you didn't catch it and, you know, you need to catch up, go ahead and do that. Um, but let's start a little bit. Alexia, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay. Um, my name is Alexia. I am a realtor with EXP Realty. Um, I'm 25 years old. I am kind of new to real estate. Got in it last year and just kind of just been going with the flow ever since. Okay. That's what's up. So tell me a bit about, like, what what got you into realty? What made you decide, you know, you say you was 25 years old, okay, trying to get my shit together. <laughs> what what made you go down the realty page? Well, I work full-time, too, for the federal government, and Ooh, y'all... The feds is listening. Yes, they listening. <laughs> <laughs> and I just needed another way to generate, like, some income. Mm-hmm. Um, I had recently bought my house. I love the experience that I had with my realtor. And I'm like, you know what? I could probably provide that same exact experience mm-hmm. um, and kind of help young people really just get in into homes. That's so that's awesome. what, you know, that much is, got me into it. That is phenomenal. And I, I like what you said about, you know, young people getting to homes, owning something of value. A lot of times we get stuck in a trap of, you know, renting or whatnot. Yes. And we'll, we'll get more into that as we go along. But, um... Sometimes, you know, the the best thing that we can do is obtain the knowledge to push forward what it is that we're trying to do. And that's right. why I invited you on the show. I think that the experience that you have and that you continue to gain um, is very is is very much needed for one. And also that it's important. So I appreciate you coming in. We're going to take a brief break for just a second, guys, uh, for this quick sponsorship. And then we're going to get into the nitty gritty. So y'all better be ready. All right. All right, y'all. We are back. Thank you for listening. Um, So again, if you're just now tuning in, just now catching up, we have Alexia here on uh, this episode of Corporate Idiots. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the nitty gritty. Uh, Alexia, you gave us a little bit of your background, Mm -hmm. so thank you for that. Uh, Now I really want to, you know, give to the audience, um, just go ahead and just just drop some gems. We're going to be talking more about, you know, the credit side of homeownership. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll talk about some common misconceptions. Mm -hmm. We'll go into mortgage credit versus consumer Consumer credit. credit. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about that. First time buyer programs, all all that shit singles, all that shit that they need to know. We'll get into it. Tell me, I guess, what what is, if you had, if you had a client in front of you right now, what would be the first thing that you ask them or tell them when it comes to home ownership or buying a home? 
I kind of like to just lay everything out when it comes to just like speaking with someone. The first thing I do is kind of go over all the basic requirements that the bank look at when it comes to like pre-approving you. Okay, I got And you. if I feel like, well, of course, they'll let me know if they meet all the requirements. And then from there, we'll kind of just go into like the spiel of, okay, when you want to move, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of house you're looking at, what neighborhood and things like that. Okay, so uh, you mentioned bank requirements. So, you know. I'm the motherfucking bank. Right. (laughs) I'm the bank. And so uh, I need people to understand that different lenders have different requirements. And then that actually could be beneficial for them. Right. I do believe, and this is from my experience, when it comes to home home ownership and the process, they're actually like two sides. There's Mm -hmm. the realty side Uh and there's like the originating underwriting side. Exactly. Which, which, well, obviously you deal with the realty side, but I mean, how much experience do you have with the origination side or whatnot? Do you have any partnerships with that? I do have a couple of partnerships. I have, of course, everybody has like, you know, their go-to person. Different plugs. Right, different plugs. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of plugs. I have one in particular I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, I can send someone to them and they can like work their magic. I promise like That's get them approved. And I can agree with that because my first time, you know, in buying a home, was definitely that I met a realtor through an associate at work mm-hmm. and he was like click type you know a1 on his shit this is what we got to do this is how we're gonna go mm-hmm. and then he hooked me up with one of his originators through compass and they actually had a first-time home buyers program that we ended up getting approved for and everything like that so it's kind of, it's like all a process but it's also kind of like not always what you know, but who you know. Who you know. And so I, it's good to know that, that that is important in a lot of aspects of of anything you do financially because, you know, different lenders got different rules, different realtors know different things because mm-hmm. you got different levels of experience. And, you know, overall, the experience is one and unique to every individual, you know. So the information that we're dropping for you guys today is stuff for you to know but just be mindful that one route is not the correct route like there there is no correct route you can really go different routes right okay so let's talk a little bit around i guess the credit piece so that's basically the number one thing or the number one concern yes right with home ownership the first thing people think about is like my credit not good i got bad credit oh shit i ain't got enough i don't have the score i don't have this that i don't have a down payment yes exactly so um in your experience in relation to that uh what ways have you just overcome that obstacle or at least educated your cu- your customer to overcome that later? Kind of like give them like a scope of like all the programs I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I usually do is like when someone comes to me and they kind of tell me like, you know, their situation, what their credit looking like, you mm-hmm. know, what kind of job they work, how much they make. Mm-hmm. From there, I go in, I'm like, okay, you got this, this, that, and that, and that. Mm-hmm. Okay, what person or what loan originator or mortgage lender I can use to help this person? Excellent. And so I did, like when I first started, I did a lot of research on different programs, especially, mm-hmm. you know, where we're from. Mm-hmm. And I found like a program that pretty much can assess anyone. Like there's one program where you can have a 600 FICO score and get approved with zero down. And like that's, that's people ph- don't know that. And that's phenomenal though, you know, especially for people who have not gone through the experience just yet. You right. Know? How much would you say does your credit score actually 
play in the home buying process? That's like, to me, the most important part. Cause you can have, like you mm-hmm. can have a really good job, but if your credit is not good, mm-hmm. the bank's not gonna give you the loan because they feel like you're not really like responsible per se. Correct, correct. And we talked about that in, last, in the last episode, like what weighs on your credit, what accumulates to your credit score and stuff. And you know, the number one thing that, that affects it is gonna be payment history. You right. Know? And so if you're listening out there, pay your shit. On time. On time. Every month. I mean, don't play no games. It is what it is. If you owe it, give it. Okay? This is... Period. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first step, guys. It it obviously makes a difference. But at the same time, like Alexia just said, you know, you have programs out there, um, which some that I've heard, first-time homebuyer programs, that actually don't require a credit score. Like, there are some... Habitat for Humanity type of programs where you go to certain classes or you present other forms of payment responsibility such as utility bills or such as your rent or car note, Mm -hmm. something that isn't necessarily credit based Mm -hmm. but it shows hey you know i i am responsible i don't have credit established or i'm not quite there yet but but i have a track record to show that i am and those are just a couple of programs that i've heard do you know of any first-time home buyer programs that audience can look into that are beneficial it's so many programs and again it does vary pretty much by state and then a lot of banks are kind of like getting away from just like giving just strictly home first-time home buyer programs mm-hmm. now it's pretty much anyone can get these programs okay so they may kind of like it if they're on everyone mm-hmm. but it's so so many um when it comes to like zero down regions has a really good program where you can get um zero down payment with the 680 credit score if you have a 620 credit score you'll only have to put three percent down but they can definitely help you with that as well mm-hmm. um bbva bbnt service first bank court they all have programs where if you have a 620 credit score mm-hmm. you can get a house with no down payment as well That's and then awesome. one that they just rolled out it's not new but they had ran out of funding mm-hmm. <laughs> but now they have some money back story of the fucking government's life <laughs> right now they got some money back um that program is called the lift program oh my god it's an amazing program mm-hmm. um where they'll pretty much match what you can put down like, I have one client, she's going through the program now. She's using Regions. Um, she had to put a 3% down payment. But with the Lyft program, she will only have to actually put down about 2500 And they'll go in and match the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So that's really beneficial. Instead of her having to put the entire 3% down, right. she's only putting a portion down, you know. To, to help get her home exactly that's awesome and we've mentioned down payment a lot so i just want to clarify what it is like consider like when buying a vehicle if you have a vehicle that you're purchasing for let's say twenty five thousand dollars right typically a dealership is going to want money down quote unquote which means this is upfront money for the cost of the vehicle even though you're getting the rest financed right can you tell everyone I guess why why that is so when it comes to putting down a down payment usually or for the most part you really only have to put them down if your credit is not like the best so it kind of just helps the bank you know see that you're you're serious and you want this there we go um 
Yes, pretty much just it's a, a security. Exactly. There security deposit on your future. <laughs> yes, it's a security deposit. It's an investment, if you will, guys. Also, I know in the home buying process, typically you have to put down earnest money, right? Yes. Now, what is the difference between a down payment and earnesty money? All right, so down payment is going straight to your loan. Basically, is cutting into what you would have to pay for the home. Mm-hmm. Earnest money is it's another form of deposit where you're basically just showing the sellers that you're serious mm-hmm. about actually purchasing their home. Correct. Okay, so listen up out there when going into the home buying process. Obviously, money is a little bit of a necessity, but you can be strategic with it. So you don't want to come into the home buying process and just be like, yeah, I didn't have my account for 90 days and I've been working at my job for six months. A bitch is finna buy a house. We in there, let's go, right? <laughs> no, it's not that easy. You have to have some money down when it comes to purchasing. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people earnest money. It kind of depends on how much the house is actually going for. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, my rule of thumb, if it's like less than like mm, 130 or so, we'll do a small, smooth like $500 earnest. Smooth, smooth $500. <laughs> um, and then usually anything over that, I try to do like a 1000 But right. it kind of just depends on the person correct if you have a thousand i mean you know why not go ahead and invest that Uh, a lot of times depending on the program you could definitely get that back so yeah i like to keep it within that range Um, and then outside of like your earnest money Mm -hmm. um, another important thing is a home inspection Mm -hmm. like you need a home inspection needed needed necessary like a hundred percent required yeah requirement i require my buyers (laughs) to have a home inspection because i mean when you go inside these homes like you know you're looking at all the pretty paint you know the gray walls the granite countertop Uh you don't the flooring and then they be staging it all nice exactly looking at the furniture and you got this little painting on the wall you're like oh bitch this This painting is me can i keep that like and then you buy this fucking lemon of a house (laughs) behind that painting was a fucking hole and then the flooring got asbestos and you just you your air conditioner don't work it's just shot out your plumbing raggedy everything like you need a home inspection so someone can tell you like the stuff you can't see mm-hmm. when it comes to like purchasing mm-hmm. and then from there we can request all that stuff to get fixed so you moving into a house and you don't have to worry about anything happening like soon as you get the house so that's definitely important when it comes to buying a home and then another thing um when it comes to buying a home is the appraisal mm-hmm. that's going to be something that the bank orders basically to make sure that they are not paying too much for the home okay so basically they go in and um, kind of just look at the home and then use usually about three uh, comparable homes to see kind of what the homes are going for within that neighborhood mm-hmm. just to make sure they're not out here just giving you money and the right. house not worth it. Like right. Because it is an investment for the bank also. They lending exactly. you this money. A lot of money. To buy this property and they're trusting you in good faith to pay them back in a certain time frame. So we need to know what we're getting ourselves into. Right? Exactly. Understandable. So one thing that you mentioned is that, I'm sorry, you request a home inspection mm-hmm. and that the appraisal is something ordered by the bank. Um, are these costs that the buyer pays? Is it something that's negotiated? Or what does that typically look like for you and your clients? Those are um, going to be at the expense of the buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's a 
small, small costs just mm-hmm. to make sure you're covered. And make sure, you know, you're not getting yourself, you don't want to be upside down on the house before you even move in. Right. Or again, you don't want to get a length of lemon of a house, man. That hasn't been my experience, thank the Lord. But, you know, I've, I've heard some from different clients where they invest in this pretty looking house. Right. And the contractor wasn't shit. Didn't do nothing to code. It just made it look nice, but the foundation was on lean, or the wall wasn't actually leveled, or the plumbing was shut. Like, I've heard some horror stories. So, home inspection, definite, you know? Yes. Uh, you might find that perfect house where the facade looks great, and you go in, and the home doctor's like, nah, dog, that's a strong nah. This shit is fucked up. Don't do, Don't, do Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know? <laughs> yeah, but we covered a lot around that basis. I think, you know, what I got out of that is that it's always important for one, uh, before starting a home ownership journey, I guess, uh, I think it's required that you have at least two years job experience. Correct? Two years job experience. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they can kind of go around that. Like mm-hmm. I had a client. She only had one year job experience, but mm-hmm. she was in school the year prior, so they were able to combine those two together. Oh, right. And okay. so they do, and also they do like you to have, for the most part, two years on the same job. But mm-hmm. if it's in the same industry, or the they'll same field, right? They'll look at them too. Exceptions. Okay, that's good to know. So, two years, you know, have a little coin, have a little few racks in the bank. Not necessarily a few racks, but in my experience, so when I bought my first home. I think we realistically had, I'm sorry, if you guys hear my son in the background, he is having a ball upstairs, so (laughs) we just going to keep it going, and if y'all don't, you know, it's fine, everything's fine. Anyways, um, in my experience, you know, I say we had probably about a good $2,000. That's my rule of thumb, about $2K. About $2,000. Can't get you what you need for the most part. That's if you don't have no down payment. If you have a down payment, you know... Gone up there just yeah, a little bit, just but a just a little bit. <laughs> but you know, with no down payment programs, two K will get you where 2K you need to be, you and you're gonna get most of it back. Girl, honey, like I, I think everything that we did when we bought our first home was really just a blessing because we had about two grand in the bank. I had just, 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 just gotten my credit score up to where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Compass actually had a first time home buyers program where I only needed to bring three percent down. Okay, uh, with a like a four percent interest rate mm-hmm. so originally i think the interest rate was at three something mm-hmm. but i had to uh i had to uptick that to compensate for the down payment that i exactly. didn't have and maybe we can get a little bit more into that because i don't know the exact terminology around i think it's like buying credits or something like that i think that's more points, points yes it's more so along the origination side but because i had to compensate you know my interest rate went up which really didn't impact my monthly payment, which is another thing that people get concerned about mm-hmm. buying a home. Like, oh shit, how much I need to pay a month? You know what I'm saying? But overall, it was a great experience. I had about $2,000 in the bank. I had a decent credit score. I was with my job for a really long time, for those of y'all that know. And I just went with it. And, and ultimately, honestly, the longest part of the home buying process, and you may agree with this, was actually shopping for said home. Yeah, that can definitely be like the longest process. Um, I have some people, like I had one client, I kid you not, she saw this home online. Mm-hmm. We saw the home, that was it. That was it. That was it. That's the house. That was the house. I'm done. I'm done. Don't <laughs> want to look no more. This the one that what I want. What do I sign on a dotted line? <laughs> to give them my money. Exactly. Right now. <laughs> I got you. 
Um, I think for us, just because, you know, we're a little bougie, you know, <laughs> um, we were looking for, and, and you know, our, our budget at the time only only allowed for us to afford a hundred thousand dollars even mm-hmm. hundred grand off the top and to a lot of people hell to me that's a lot of money yeah a hundred thousand dollars but when we actually kind of got into the market looking at houses mm-hmm. that were four hundred thousand dollars we was like that's wood paneling that's a pink bathroom that's blue carpet what the fuck? You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> so it was kind of, you know what I'm saying? So I say all that to say that, guys, first, you know, pick a home that um, that suits your needs, you know? Yes. Aesthetically speaking, you can make changes on your own. Right, because you know? it's your house. It's your house. And then also later on down the road, you know, your house will accumulate some equity if you haven't gotten it already from the purchase. And you can utilize that to... To, uh, repairs or yeah mm-hmm, everything like that cool so I mean we, we went through a lot some home first-time home buyer programs um, let's talk a little bit about mortgage credit versus consumer credit Oof, my favorite part oh okay so I'm excited. <laughs> when it comes to like looking at your credit score saying you know hey I want to buy a house what you see on credit karma mm-hmm. is not <laughs> what you need to buy a house y'all please don't look at Credit Karma saying, okay, this is my credit score. This is where I am. It's not the same. It's Consumer, not, exactly. <laughs> Consumer <laughs> credit and mortgage credit are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. When it comes to mortgage credit, it's broken down in a couple components. Mm-hmm. There's going to be payment history, mm-hmm. amount owed, the length of your credit history, and your credit mix. So payment history, again, like we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. making sure that you're paying your bills on time, making sure you don't have any late payments, Mm -hmm. um, and everything is just done done in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. Um, Outside of that, amount owed, that's basically debt-to-income ratio. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have, like, a ton of debt that doesn't match your income because at the end of the day, if you have that, it's going to be hard for them to try to get you in a house or basically get you a loan for mm-hmm. the amount that you actually want. I got you. And just to reiterate debt, debt to income, that is based off what is actually reported. Yes. So you don't actually include like your utilities or your phone bill or your insurance mm-hmm. in that number. Just like car notes, mm-hmm. um, student loans, student loans, credit card bills, mm-hmm. things like that. They so actually report. They actually report. Right. right. And that's crucial, guys, in calculating your debt to income because if they are only looking at what's on paper and reporting and you know like let's say for example um you know your car note cost uh five hundred dollars a month and you got student loans that you pay that's 250 and then you got a couple of credit cards you pay another 200 dollars on that's what like eleven hundred dollars that i calculated right give or take that's that's you know your outgoing or whatnot and if you only make two thousand dollars a month your debt to income is already over half you know exactly on top of that technically in reality you may not be able to afford you know whatever mortgage payment you'll get because that doesn't include your your everyday expenses the utilities that you'll have to pay for the um insurance that you'll have to get you know what i'm saying uh your gas your groceries all that just living just living in general uh, that is not what the bank calculates so debt to income you know 
lenders look at it and it plays a crucial role because it gives them kind of a bird's eye view of like your priorities and what you're paying and how much you can actually afford. Exactly. Okay. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh yeah. no, that was you dropping gems out here. <laughs> like that was good. Um, so yeah, definitely make sure that your credit utilization um is I say to me under thirty percent, just to be mm-hmm. on the safe side. That's everybody. Yeah, thirty percent. Thirty percent. You might be able to get away with thirty-five. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but once you start creeping up on forty, you know your lender's gonna be like, "Listen, my G. Okay, so boom. Um, you, ah, uh, we, nah, we it can't. ain't gonna work. Nah. <laughs> Try us again when you pay some of them bills off. Right. Exactly. So definitely make sure it's under thirty percent. Um, outside of length of credit history they do look at like how long you've been building credit or how long you've you know had your credit cards or had Mm -hmm. your car note Mm -hmm. um so that's something else good to of course look at um as well when it comes to purchasing a home or with mortgage credit Mm -hmm. and then credit mix they don't want you to just have oh all she got is just credit cards she paying on Mm -hmm. you know they want to see you know credit cards they want to see car notes stuff your line of credit things Mm -hmm. like that um you know, just to kind of show them that you're responsible. Mm-hmm. It's like you're taking a test. Like, you have to pass it. Right. <laughs> Understandable. So. And so, in last episode, we talked about credit mix a little bit. Revolving versus fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about secured versus unsecured. So, lenders like to see that because it gauges your responsibility. You know, yes. what you can handle. Can you handle things that are open and forever going? Can you handle things that are on a, a fixed set time, fixed set payment? Do you pay it on time? Does it close properly? Do you manage your mix well? Do you just apply for a shit ton of credit cards and that's all you got? You just city girl out in this bitch with all the credit cards and shit? Or, you know, are you are you mixing and mingling your stuff, right? Exactly. So mortgage credit is basically, uh, what I'm getting out of it is kind of like the lender side of the credit process and what they're looking for to extend you financing. Exactly. Okay. That's so, all it is. And then, so consumer credit is more so along along the lines of what we look at, at as ourselves, our basic credit in general, and what we understand. You know, don't get don't get mixed up with the my credit karma says this. You know, utilize annualcreditreport.com. My FICO a, definitely my try FICO. to make sure that you're using. Um, when it comes to kind of just gauging, mm-hmm. like where you need to be at as far as looking a home, mm-hmm. look at your FICO score. MyFICO.com. Mm-hmm. Another one, if you have like major credit cards, like I know with my Amex and my Wells Fargo, I can pull up my FICO score for free. Correct. So make sure you're utilizing that to kind of see where you are and kind of keep track if you do need that additional help mm-hmm. or, you know, need a little bit more time to build your credit. Awesome. Good, good information. I hope you guys are taking notes because we're keeping it moving in this thing. You feel me? So we talked a lot about different credit, a few misconceptions around buying a home. Uh, Let's talk about the different types of mortgages, right? So from my understanding, there are three different types, right? Mm -hmm. All right. And those are what? You got your conventional mortgage, you got your FHA mortgage, and you got a VA. Okay. What would you say is the biggest, I guess, difference? Or maybe we can put it in layman's terms to kind of help people understand. Because I know, you know, when I went into the home buying process, even though I was in banking, mm-hmm. I didn't know what none of that shit was. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, which one do I need? Patria. Right. You know, like, uh, which one I'm going to get approved for? Which one costs the least? Exactly. You know, and so... 
I guess break it down like, you know, when I hear conventional, obviously I know now, when I hear conventional, sometimes to me that sounds like the most expensive. Sound bougie, don't yeah. you? <laughs> I'm, I have a conventional home loan. It sounds so bougie, but it can be the most expensive. Okay, so when it comes to conventional loans, mm-hmm. the usual rule of thumb or back in the day, you had to put 20% down. Right. 20% down. Like, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. A lot that's of money. That's a lot of money. Like, you really gonna be like throwing racks out. Like, really? 20%. That's, that's a lot. To break down that for you guys simply, if if you have a hundred thousand dollar loan and you need Ooh. to put twenty percent down, <laughs> that's twenty G's, bruh. Twenty thousand dollars. I don't know about y'all. I ain't got no damn I ain't got twenty. I mean, I ain't got nothing up under the bed. I don't have no random safe. Just because I work at the bank don't mean that I got it. So no sugar daddy. Right, girl. Like it's hard out here. <laughs> no sugar mama. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. So that's, that's a lot of money to put down. Um, mm-hmm. But lately, a lot of the banks, like all of those first-time home buyers programs that I was talking about, those are actually conventional loans. Oh. And you have to put zero down. Mm-hmm. And then another good thing about a conventional loan outside, you know, the 20% mm-hmm. and then the new zero down program, mm-hmm. you don't have any private mortgage insurance. So oh, mo- please break that down for the people yes. in the back because a bitch got it now and I'm still trying to get it off. It's awful. <laughs> I'm so happy I didn't have to. Um, I got a conventional loan, no down payment, girl. You no PMI. Out of favor. Right. <laughs> so private mortgage insurance, um, or PMI. PMI. Uh, just to make it simple, it's money that goes to the bank. Yep. Like it's pretty much to insure the bank. So if you, you know, out here living life, being a city girl, not paying <laughs> none of your bills at all, mm-hmm. you know, the bank's still gonna get their money regardless, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be paying for it. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna pretty much allow them to foreclose in your home, and they're still gonna profit. Yeah. So that's what PMI is, and PMI it can get really expensive. Ridiculous. Oh my god, it can get expensive. Mm-hmm. Like on just like an average price home of like. 130 or so PMI is 150 to 200 dollars mm-hmm. added to your mortgage added to, added your, to your, yes. your interest paid so like that you know if you were looking to have a monthly payment of like 800 dollars on let's say a $175,000 house right which sounds pretty reasonable yeah. depending on your interest rate whatever the case may be but you don't meet that requirement of that down payment or that first time home buyer program mm-hmm. and they hit you with the PMI which is basically you paying the lender insurance in case you default on this said loan that they'll get their money back now you're looking at your monthly payment being like 1100 racks or you know a thousand dollars exactly or 950 or mm-hmm. depending on how much they want to hit you for and then the crazy thing about PMI is that you can't get that shits off until either you pay I think it's 80% or 75% mm-hmm. of your loan total balance mm-hmm. or you get the home reappraised and I think 25% of equity, perhaps? Something mm-hmm. like that, give or take? Oh, no, y'all Google it. I wasn't prepared for that moment. This, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going off memory, but it still it still takes time and money to get that off of your home loan, and it's, it's trash. It really is. I have it right now, and, I mean, I'm not that sick. I mean, I'm not paying that much. I think my PMI is, like, 100 something dollars which still is some money. Right. But, um... 
it ain't it ain't breaking me i'll say that you know so it's definitely a good idea to know what private mortgage insurance is and how that ties into a conventional loan right exactly so no definitely no private mortgage insurance so that is the plus mm-hmm. um if you can get into one of those first-time home buyers programs or the no down payment programs you don't have to worry about that okay um, next loan, FHA. You do have to worry about it. <laughs> like, you do have to worry about it. FHA is a government-insured loan. Um, usually with FHA, you do have to put 3.5% down. So you will have a down payment. And you will also have that private mortgage insurance. FHA loans, they are a little bit more strict. Anything dealing with the government. Yeah. It's going to have some stipulations and rules, and you're going to have to pay some money. Mm-hmm. So it's still a good program. Um, you can actually get an FHA loan with a 580 credit score. Wow. So for the people who aren't quite there yet to mm-hmm. get like into one of the zero down programs, mm-hmm. you still have opportunity to get a home. Mm-hmm. You just have to have, some money. have a little money. And that's what, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. Money talk. Money talk. <laughs> like, you can use your income taxes to put the down payment down. Yes, and I, I don't know if y'all saw that. I put that on, on Facebook, courtesy of Alexia. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But invest in yourself. I know everybody got stuff going on, okay? I ain't trying to pick your pockets or nothing like that. I tell you what to do. But if you haven't given it some thought, invest in yourself. You know, if you do want to buy a home, put that money in a savings account for you to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, look into um, some credit counseling to help you get you where you need to be and stuff like that, you know? Um, exactly. Or, you know, maybe you already own a home. Maybe you want to get a little bit more into realty, right? Mm-hmm. You know, which I'll let you dibble-dabble in that a little bit. Definitely. Um, because that can be... That can be an extra source of income. Mm-hmm. I think the objective all in 2020 and moving forward is that everyone should be looking towards a, another source of income. Yes. Because we get into a place where we've been working our 9 to 5 and it's giving me this great pay and stuff. But what do you do when shit hits the fan? You, you either digging them credit cards or you digging that savings until you find another source of income. Exactly. And sometimes trying to do that could take a really long time it can you, know? you, you might not even have that much time right and it, and it, it could be really devastating and tough on different families and individuals out there you know so finding a second source of income a lot of people go out there they do uber they do lyft they do waiter they do lashes they do makeup they do all this other <laughs> stuff. stuff do you boo boo you know what i'm saying but you can also do realty investments if you like to and we have some plugs and some people like Alexia on the show who know a little bit about that. So, you know what I'm saying? Pick up the phone. Use, you know, your social media. Um, go ahead and put this podcast out there. All that good shit. You feel me? Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, moving forward, talked a bit about HFA. Oh, FHA. FHA. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to say, another um, FHA loan that is a little bit better than putting that 3.5% down, you will still have PMI though, mm-hmm. but it's going to be called a USDA loan. Okay. Those are lifesavers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with the USDA loan, you do have to move to like a rural area. If you go online, like Google and just type in USDA map, mm-hmm. you can actually Google some addresses and it'll tell you, you know, hey, if this qualifies or if this doesn't qualify, mm-hmm. but it is another way to get 0% down. And then the last one is VA. Mm-hmm. Those are for veterans, active military. It's very similar to a... Uh, FHA? Uh-uh, a conventional yeah. loan. Really? They don't have no down payment. You know they got perks. Girl, that, you know, I'm saving the country. Yes. yes. <laughs> 
So no down payment, no PMI as well. It's very similar to a conventional loan. So if you're a veteran, what you ain't on? Go exactly. ahead and get you a house. Exactly. I'm totally with that. And like, for those of you that don't know what rural is, it's perfectly okay. At some point in time, I had to Google it back in the day too. <laughs> but that just basically means it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, or it's being urbanly developed. Mm-hmm. Um, there might not be a Walmart, probably a whole bunch of Dollar Generals around type of area. Family dollars. Family dollars, uh-huh. you know. So it may not be a convenient area with all the hustle and bustle and places to eat or shop or hang out. But you could probably get a really nice home for a really great price. Yes, and when it like when it starts getting there mm-hmm. or when like they start building up the town and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I Boom. promise. You're instant gonna have equity. Instant equity. <laughs> like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a long term investment when it comes to like the USDA homes. You know, mm-hmm. you might have to drive an extra 15, 20 minutes to work. Maybe or 30. 30 minutes. <laughs> or you know, you might have to pack a sandwich to go to Walmart, but that's okay. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, you're going to be the one on top. It's worth it. It's totally worth your investment and your future. I agree with that for sure. So, man, we've been really going at it. Yes. I've been feeling this energy. That's that's what's been up. So, um, let's, um, let's compartmentalize the home buying process, I guess, for our listeners out there. So, I guess from start to finish, what... What does that look like for you and your clients? Okay, um, so I have a roadmap that I give all my clients when I first meet up with them. Roadmap? Yes, so a roadmap. Fancy. Google me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, usually what I do is, of course, I meet with them, kind of establish expectations, make sure that we are a really good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, once they do that, I kind of give them loan recommendations, mm-hmm. you know, to see what program best fits them. Once we get them to the lender, get them approved, mm-hmm. we'll start looking at homes. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll find the perfect home for them. Mm-hmm. We'll go in and submit a contract. Mm-hmm. Within that contract, they can either accept, reject, or counter our offer. Mm-hmm. We're going to always hope them to just, or hope for them to just go in and accept it. Mm-hmm. Once they accept it, we'll get the inspection done. Mm-hmm. After the inspection is done, we'll request repairs if need to be mm-hmm. um after the repairs uh we'll go in and do the appraisal mm-hmm. and then you'll go through underwriting with the bank mm-hmm. and boom close day mm-hmm. usually the whole process from start to finish um only well let me say this once you get pre-approved and find the house mm-hmm. it only takes about 30 days okay so it's a really short process like you blink mm-hmm. and you're at the closing table that's crazy i'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second have you sold a home for a client yet no so i have a listing available if y'all in alabama um is an alabaster no hit me up if you want to buy it (laughs) now just a little fyi out there it's a nice little home that uh that alexia has listed okay i was gonna ask like what the difference in in being a, a buying agent for a customer and then being 
a selling agent because you know it's kind of tit for tat if you're if you're a buying agent essentially you know you're advocating for your customer to save the most money mm-hmm. right but if you are a selling agent essentially essentially you are trying to get the most earn money. the most money yes. so uh, although you haven't done it yet i'm pretty sure that you've you've um, had the opportunity to experience that with other realtors and see what it looks like or at least go in uh, with some different seminars and kind of understand what it's supposed to look like what would you say is i guess your opinion or perspective around playing both roles, you know? I honestly think being the buyer's agent, I feel like it's a little bit more difficult than being like the seller's agent. Mm -hmm. The seller's agent, you kind of, you know, of course you got to go in, make sure your pictures look good, make sure your sign looks good in front of the house. (laughs) Um, You know, write this bomb description, just like describing (laughs) the house. But other than that, you kind of just, you know, Mm -hmm. Just chilling a little bit. You know, they come to you. Yeah, hit me up. Exactly. <laughs> you want to put in a contract? Okay. Yeah, okay. You know, just send you it over to coins? me. You got your coins? Let's do it. Exactly. <laughs> so, I feel like, you know, you kind of just, I'm not going to say you sit back, mm-hmm. but. You coasting a little bit. You coasting a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you're a buyer's agent, you have to go out, you're looking at homes, you're negotiating. Like, I've been negotiating this one deal, y'all, for four days. And we still cannot come to, like, a middle ground. Um, <laughs> but it's really, like, you out there in the trenches. That like, sounds really fun, actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's it's a little bit more difficult. But I love, y'all, I love working with buyers. Like, mm-hmm. just being able to, like, help them through the process and, like, just seeing them close, like, it's amazing. So I, both of them are, you know. Right. Yeah. I, I feel you. I feel you. Just don't be out there selling lemons, okay? Just right. Be real <laughs> with them folks. Be like, yo, you got this lemon. Ain't nobody finna buy this for this amount of money. I'm just letting you know right Sometimes now. Sometimes you gotta tell them, like, yeah. hey, you know, would you pay this much for this <laughs> house? <Like. laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we went through a lot of good stuff, you know. Overall, and I know that you're a homeowner, mm-hmm. what would you say in all the experience that you've gained so far has been the best part of your job and the best part about owning your home at such a young age? So the best part is when like younger people reach out to me saying, you know, hey, I want to buy a home. Like That's like inspiring because I bought my home um, at 24. So seeing people. Oh my God, I did too. Yeah. (laughs) So seeing people really just want to like take that step to home ownership. Like it just, oh my God, it just makes me so happy because it's a lot of people out here renting Birmingham. And I honestly feel like apartments, like if you have to, you know, that's cool, Mm -hmm. but don't make that like permanent. Right. Like it's so expensive to go out and get an apartment, Mm -hmm. you know, versus is you buying a house like when i was um rent mm-hmm. we were paying like a thousand dollars for just rent and that's what one two bedroom maybe two bedroom two bathroom Ooh. decent size i mean we had to take stairs like move grand exactly a month a month ain't getting none back exactly struggle bus and we had to pack sandwiches to go to walmart Damn. so it wouldn't even like <laughs> you know it was whatever still packing sandwiches still packing sandwiches <laughs> staying in the apartment mm-hmm it's just which is okay if you do that we just not trying to stay in it exactly don't make that your final move don't make it your final move we out here breaking generational curses okay you ain't got to be like craig and them and if you craig no offense to you i mean i'm just saying you could be better you know do better 
Be better, do better. Exactly. <laughs> and cool. versus like buying a home, like it's a big difference. Like, of course, it's more responsibilities with buying a home, but my mortgage is is three hundred dollars cheaper. It's mine. If I wanted to go out and paint my walls. Right. Doodle brown. I can do that totally. because it's my house. Mm-hmm. Like it's more responsibility, but at the end of the day, it's yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in my home for almost two years now. If I were to slap a for sale sign up, I'm going to make probably about thirty or forty thousand dollars just walking away because mm-hmm. of that equity. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely an investment. Right. And it's and it's so real when you know. We bought our first home. We we lived in Pinson or whatnot. We bought it for a hundred thousand dollars even. Yep. You know, off the rip, it was like, look at God, hallelujah, amen. Amen. And then <laughs> we was there. We was there for about three years or whatnot. And literally, the only things that we did to the home is that we uh, spruced up the bathroom, so we put in new towels. Now, the bathroom wasn't but yay big or whatnot. It was a full <laughs> bathroom, but it was small. Small, right? So we, we spruced up the bathroom, put in new tile, we put in a new pedestal sink, a new mirror, new paint, and literally painted the tub. Like, there's a certain type of paint you can do it, but we painted it a glossy white or whatnot. Threw a, bla- a backsplash in the kitchen and repainted the cabinets. That's that's all the maintenance in that three we did. years. In three years, that's all we did. Right. Nothing else. Not poop shit statement. Just that. <laughs> Spent probably about a smooth grand to do all that. Mm-hmm. And when we was ready to leave and sold our house, I think we sold our house for like fifteen thousand, uh, one hundred and fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So a smooth grand got me 15 racks extra in my pocket exactly like and it was just like really like that's, that's you want to buy my house for that right because i didn't spend that much but go ahead do you boo boo you can you can buy my and house y'all house went so quick <laughs> i promise like y'all yeah. put the for sale sign up girl and we're like, we didn't even have another house to buy. We was like, hold on, wait, slow down, Turbo. <laughs> we ain't trying to be out here homeless and stuff. We need, to, we need to find one. As a matter of fact, we posted it. We had so many different people hit it that we had to take it off and just decline those first. Go find a house and then really put, put it, it on the on market, market because it was just, it was too, too it was way too fast. And like, that's the great thing about home ownership also is that whatever you do to your home, especially if it um, markets to, to a buyer's market or a buyer's environment, people are going to hop on it like hotcakes, you know? Ooh. And I mean, in this day and age, everybody's looking for gray walls, you know, white doors, granite countertops, white cabinets, ceilings, uh, ceiling fans, whatever the case may be, a more modernized look. And honestly, guys, you can get that for just a little, little bit of money, you know, a little bit of money. Paint goes a long way. Hardware goes a long way. way. You can make a kitchen look like the bomb.com with some new paint on them cabinets and some new hardware from Walmart. Like, legit. (laughs) And I mean, you know, pictures, pictures sell, image sales, you know. Now, you want to make sure your house ain't falling apart low key, but it's still a good investment, right? So, whew. <laughs> we done talked about a lot. We this, have. Uh, this, this has been great. This has been really fun. I want to thank you, first of all, for just taking some time to come out and talk to me, talk to us, have some fun with it. I hope that, um, our information was beneficial per usual. I hope that you had a great time. Yes, I did. Thanks um, for having me. Of course, you're welcome anytime. We didn't break out the wine because I didn't want to get too drunk talking about, 
you know, all this technical shit here, but, you know, because it could get a little technical. There are a few things we didn't hit up on, but, you know, there are future episodes. We can run into that later. But um, anything you want to give to the audience, audience, anything you want to say or just mention, best practices, good vibes, anything at all? Just make sure that you can find a really good real estate agent, someone that's reliable, someone you can trust, someone that's going to take your needs and actually produce exactly what you want. And with it being such like a, it's a seller's market, you need to get you someone who's going to fight for you. Mm-hmm. So definitely make sure like the first step is definitely just get you a good real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And if you are in the Birmingham Jefferson County, Shelby County area. I would love to assist. You guys can hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, my Instagram handle is Alexia underscore is my realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can hit me up on Facebook, Alexia McCall Realtor. And, you know, I would love to help. If y'all have any questions or concerns, mm-hmm. definitely reach out to me and I'll be happy to help y'all. Awesome. Thank you for that information. You guys can also find her um, in the link in description for the episode as well as on our corporate idiots facebook page you can also find her on my personal page patrol stalworth you guys should know me if you don't you should go ahead and change that right now as you're listening look it up i don't know what's taking you so long um moving forward (laughs) (laughs) um again just thank you for your time thank you always for your support and your friendship this has been great uh we're gonna head on out and uh, make this do what it do and we'll holler at y'all later peace bye And I just wanted to hop back on with you guys and thank y'all again for listening to episode three of Monetary Mondays. This has been an awesome experience having a guest on. Thank you again so much to Alexia for coming to the show. Uh, If you really like this info, if you thought it was beneficial, I know we talked about a lot of good shit. Uh, But make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, leave a comment, and most definitely share with your people, man. Share with folks. People need to know this stuff. It's imperative that us as a community work this shit through together. And we're going to do it one episode at a time. It's your girl, and I'm out. Peace.